Welcome to the Highlights Brachas of 32. Question, what does it mean that tefillah is greater than good deeds? Answer, it means one is that a person, usually when someone davens, it's davening is a means to dispel an evil decree. Tefillah is the best way of abolishing an evil decree, while good deeds are not because a person does not want to use the reward in this world from those that they performed. Which answers a prayer, it does not detract from the world and the future world. Also, Moshe, when he wanted to go into Yisrael, his wish to enter land was not granted. But if someone wants to perform a mitzvah, is unable to do so, he receives rewards if he performed the mitzvah. However, there's a difference between performance and wanting to perform a mitzvah. If one performs a mitzvah, you receive the full reward, even if you don't understand the details of what the essence of the mitzvah. When one does not understand all the nuances of the mitzvah, then he wants to do so. His reward only goes up to the point of where he has knowledge. So that's why when Hashem took him to the Pisgah, Hashem took him to the 50 level of Bina, in order that he should the full understanding of all the mitzvahs of Eretz Yisrael, so he could get reward for everything. Also, a tzaddik's soul is elevated above everybody else's just because of the fact that he perfected his neshama. The good deeds are a byproduct of that. So when a person davens, when a tzaddik davens, his neshama is the one is more important than the good deed because then the good deeds are coming out of from what the neshama has already made, and that's why the tefillah is at a higher level. Question. Where do we see that the Chachamim knew that there were billions and trillions and trillions of stars in the universe? Answer. It says that, Hashem said, In the universe for your sake I created, and he went through each letter, there's 106 trillion stars. Hashem says, If I created all of that, how can I forget you? So the daf starts off. The Chachamim brings a few psukim why Hashem takes blame for creating the Yitzhahara and therefore causes the Yidin to sin. And this gives us uh, some argument at the Yamadin, why Hashem takes some of the blame and he said it's his uh, reasoning. He gave us a lot of money and different things. The Lord says, Much also spoke confrontationally to Hashem. He says in the Pesach of Ispal, Much al Hashem, can we spell El Hashem against Hashem? Vianney learns it from the Pasuk of Dizah, which confers much saying that the Yidin sinned because of all the gold and silver that they gave to him in the in the eagle. The Lord explains this with the Shalom, a lion roars only when he has meat. We cow kicks when it gets good food, it gets uh, lupines, and it eats, and then he kicks a pampered boy with money he was placed at a Zionist house, will also do a virus. Roshon uh, in the name of Yes and Hashem will ultimately agree that Moshe that his sins were due to the money they were given, as Buzzak says, Kaster basically law, Zav Asu That's why they did the Avera to the Baal. And when the Yidin sinned with the Egal, Hashem told Leich Reit, go down. So I realized the Darshan is to mean that Hashem told Moshe, go down from your greatness, meaning you're, the Yidin have sinned, meaning you're only allowed to be uh, someone who was in charge of the, you know, helpful to the Yidin. Hashem was only talking to Moshe on behalf because of the Jews. So, but now the Jews fell, so you also fell from your prominence. Moshe fell helpless to save the Yidin. Hashem says, no, Haraf Mimani Ve'ashmidim. Release me and I'll destroy you. So Moshe realized from the fact that he's saying, push me away. If you don't bother me, Hashem was sort of giving him a hint. Uh, come, so similar to the story, uh, Amashal is a king's uh, friend, sees, uh, if not for this king's friend, I would kill you, he was kill his son, so this friend said to step in and to stop the stop the king. But realized they had the power to dive and change the stairs. Shem said, release me and I'll destroy them and make into a great na- nation. He said that, release me and I'll destroy and make Amashal a great nation. So Ravos says, Kaviyachal, as Amashal was grabbing at Hashem and not allowing it to go until he forgave the Yidin. Said, if a chair has three legs can't stand, meaning a nation built on three avos, how could a chair of one leg stand? He was saying that just a Moshe wouldn't help. Also, the avos would say that I didn't die because I wanted the Jewish nation to come out of me alone. Gemara gives a number of explanations of the words of Echal Moshe. One is that Moshe died until he convinced Hashem. He, he 
sort of pushed him into committing it. Number two, that was Rabbi Lezer. Uh, Rav says Moshe annulled Hashem's promise. He annulled the oath to destroy them. And also Shmuel says Moshe was ready to die on their behalf. He was able to, he was ready not to, to lose his name and, and not to be part of the parsha. Also, Moshe called the Mitzrayim to rest on them. Rav said the name of Rav Yisak. And Moshe said to Hashem to destroy the Eden. It's far from moved to you, and it's it's an embarrassment to you. Everyone said Moshe Daven until he got sick, until he had a fever. That's what Rav Lezer Agadol says. Shonishpati l'ham bach. Rav Lezer says, Moshe says, you swore into your name to bring the Hedge soul. Just your name is forever, so you have to make this promise to be forever and not broken. Chol Ar says, Ezer Shem Marti. Rav Lezer says, Hashem said this, and he was saying, I would... He said I would give it to them. And so Rosh Hashanah said that Moshe said to Hashem, based on your promise, I told him that they would get your soul. Now what do I tell them? We build the Yechayelis Hashem. Rabbi Lezer says it means that the nations will say that Hashem is weak like a woman and cannot conquer the 31 kings of Canaan. With that, Yechayelis is a learning as opposed to I don't have the ability instead of I'm not able, which is a verb. Okay, it says, Rabbi Yechayelis says this to me that Hashem said to Moshe, you're right, the nations would have said, and therefore I'm not going to destroy the Gideon. Uh, in the name of Yitzhak explained, Hashem said to Moshe, with your words you have kept me alive, among nations mean they're not going to say this. So Hashem, because of that, the nations are not going to say Hashem can't keep promises. Moshe first praised Hashem and then begged them to be led into Israel. So, uh, Rav Simloi, Darshan from here, the one must always first praise Hashem and then at, before asking for his needs. And because of this, we say it's a derice that you're supposed to first say Pesuket Zimra. And then uh, you can say Shemayna Esrei. And th- and this is a lot of different halachas of what do we say, what can you skip by Pesukit Zimra, what you can't skip Pesukit Zimra or not. Um, then we say that Hashem let Moshe Zerah because of all his tefillahs. We say that Chesed alone is not enough as we explained. He also said fasting is greater than tzedakah. If it's done with one body, not just as money. He also dashes the Pazik teaches that tefillah is greater than karbanis. Based on the Pazik brought down for this, Rabbi said a kind who murdered should not dochen because, either because uh, you might say that the hands that killed, it's uh, through that it's an avera. Okay, he also dashes from the days of the Chorban, the gates of prayers are not locked, but the gates of tears are not locked. He also dashes from the time of the Chorban, an iron wall separates us from Hashem. Uh, Rukhana said in the name of Rukhanina that one who dies for a long time was to feel it answered, like Moshe died for 40 days and nights and was then answered. And Dumar says only if he dies without assuming and expecting it will be answered, you should not dive in and say, oh, please, Hashem, I dive in, so therefore I should get rewarded. Rukhana said, Rukhanina says one who sees his feel is not being answered, should dive in again. It says, Kaveh Hashem twice. But he says four things constantly need Chizuk to succeed, Torah, Mysim Taibim, to feel, and livelihood, a job, work. Of a time we're seeing as Avani Hashem Hashem Yishecheni, Rishalgish explains the Kaddish also said that Hashem has forgotten us. So Hashem says, "No, I created countless of creations for all of you. I created millions, trillions of worlds. You think I forgot you?" So the Shiva Ishta Ula does a woman forget her child? Hashem says, "A nursing child, a, a, a nursing mother won't. Forget. I cannot forget all the karbanis, idols, and mechars that you offer me. Either it's talking about the Moshe Rabbeinu brought or Klaish also. If you get nothing, so then maybe you're not going to forget the sin, sins of the eagles." So Hashem says, "No, I'll forget the sins of the eagles." And Klaish says, "Maybe you're going to forget our Sinai." We say, "Nasan Nishma." If you get that, so Hashem says, "No, that I'll never forget." The Chassidim Rishonim, they would wait an hour before, an hour after, an hour of undavening. So Rishonim Levi says, "We learn from the Pasuk Asher Yisrael Yisachol that once is the first time, time and Shul, and only then begin to daven." As the Pasuk says, "Asher Yisrael Yisachol, once is the first time in Shul, and then only begin to daven." Idelu Chasala, 
because then you should praise Hashem. So after Davin, one should wait and think about what the Davin says. At Tzadikim Yerdu Lishmacha, the Davin and Yeshu Yishurim Espenach. Then they sat. Price says the Chasim Hashem would appear an hour, and then they would Davin an hour and spend an hour. That's nine hours a day. So they had a bracha that if they remember their learning and made pernas in very little time that they had in the. Even if a king asks for your peace, you should not answer back. He says that's only regarding a Jewish king who won't kill him for not answering. But for not a Jewish king, you should even stop in the middle of Shemun Esrei. Question is, the bride says one should not stop, but should rather shorten the Shemun Esrei. Answer, if there's enough time to shorten and be done, then he should. If not, he should stop in the middle of Shemun Esrei. The bride says the chassid was once in Shemun Esrei, and a non-Jewish officer greeted him, but the chassid did not answer. When he finished Shemun Esrei, the officer said, I could have killed you now. So the Torah says, you're not allowed to risk your life for Shemana. So the Chassid answers, if you're talking to the king, you will not greet me. I'm talking to the king of all kings, and so therefore the Chassid was allowed to leave unarmed. Unharmed.